Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Um, more F, more Florida State football stuff. No segments. Um, you know, I was... I was watching something on the internet and um, it was saying that Devin Hester is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is a joke. I mean, it's, it's just a joke. I think they purposely snub guys to stay in the news and to stay relevant. That's what I think. How was Shannon Sharp not a first ballot Hall of Famer? How was Terrell Owens not a first ballot Hall of Famer? How was Leroy Butler not a first ballot Hall of Famer? It's 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 just crazy. Bryant Young, you know, Florida State guy, San Francisco 49ers guy. You know, my two of my favorite teams. I mean, but and, and you know, Devin Hester is not like one of my favorite players, but I follow his career, you know, since he was at Miami. Tremendous talent. He changed the game. Devin Hester changed the game on special teams. And that that in of itself should have got him into the Hall of Fame. The greatest kickoff and punt returner of all time doesn't get in on the first try. The the Pro Football Hall of Fame is a joke. It really is. I don't know. I think you just, I think you need to take the voting out of it. I think it just should be, you know, if you meet a certain threshold of statistics, you should be first ballot. You know, um, if you, I don't think it should be based on Super Bowls. I don't think it should be based on you know, anything other than what you did on the field as far as statistics. That, to me, is the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, Dan Marino was the first ballot Hall of Famer. He never won the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl shouldn't factor in. Um, And that's my rant on the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, you know, the... the uh, I seen something on the uh, thing where they were saying that a FSU recruit took all his Florida State stuff off his social media account. Like, who cares, man? Who cares? Like, this is an 18-year-old kid, man. Like it just it just kills me how grown men are just so up at arms about a kid changing his mind. Like, whatever. He can go wherever he wants. He can do whatever he, he chooses to do with his life. You know, coming to Florida State right now probably isn't a great career move. Cause we suck. And I mean, in terms of the standard that we all know and want. 
We suck. We're, we're nowhere close to that standard. And I, I, I think it's going to be very hard to get back to that standard. The way college football is now. Um. So, you know, I, I just... My philosophy, get the guys that you can get. You know, I wouldn't try to go after all these five stars. You know, go after guys that you know you can get. Get them. Get them in here. Coach them up. Get them in the weight room. Put some weight on them. And go out and try to win games. Um, I, I, my, my podcast last week, you know, I talked about Jalen Ramsey and Florida State football and race and sports. I, and it was the most watched podcast, um, on, you know, it's just my personal high in terms of views. So I appreciate that. But, you know, I wasn't trying to make any kind of political statement about race or nothing like that. It's just how I felt. Um, but I do appreciate the viewership. Um, it lets me know that, you know, when I talk about something meaningful, people actually listen. So I really do appreciate that. Um, the uh, Russian-Ukrainian conflict, you know, I seen that the uh, Klitschko, if I'm saying their name right, brothers are taking up arms to fight for their country. I mean, that's... I mean, that's very uh, honorable and very uh, brave of them. But, I mean, these are huge guys. So, I mean, um, I don't think they're going to be on the front lines. But it's still a very noble act to take up arms for your country being celebrities pretty much. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, I don't. I'm not really a political guy, but, you know, just as it relates to sports, I thought it was very noble of them for for them to do that. Um, And I know I'm not talking about Florida State football or basketball, but like I said, when I first started this podcast, I was going to talk about pretty much anything that I want. Um, And I'm going to continue to do that. Um, I really don't get into a lot of politics. I, I know when I first started, I was talking about COVID-19 and all this other stuff. And I, I, I um, um, over time faded that out. I just felt like, you know, do what you feel is best for your body. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to take vitamins or whatever, do that. If you don't want to do any of that, don't do it. It's totally up to you. It's your decision. If you want to be vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, that's your choice also. Um, you know, um, getting back on some Florida State stuff, man. Uh, I'm not going to, you know how I feel about the offensive line. So I, I'm going I'm to stop beating that dead horse. I mean, I think the one thing that really killed us was special teams. I think offensively we improved. Defensively we improved tremendously on defense. Special teams, we took a step back. I mean, we took several steps back. Um, and on every 
phase of special teams. So they need to, you know, like I said, if it was me, I would get a guy, special teams, you're the special teams coach. I wouldn't have him be the special teams coach and then coach a position. That's just being cheap. Have a special teams coordinator. So all he focused on is uh, special teams. Um, we got a long way to go. Spring practice is starting next week. Um, so we we're gonna see. Uh, they've been giving out the black jerseys for the the uh, impressive players. They finally, I suggested moving Brandon Gant to linebacker last season. I mean, he's not a defensive back. I think he put on some weight, man. He could be a tremendous linebacker. And like I said before, I think you need to move Amari Gaynor to stand up defensive end, outside linebacker, and just let him brush the passer. He's a great blitzer, but he's not that great in coverage. So a wise man once said a lot of the answers to your Personnel problems is on your roster already. You just got to find them. So, you know, you, you just got to know what you got on your roster. I, I uh, Stephen um, Dix had got a uh, black jersey, so I, I hope he can get back on the field, man. I think that the dude, the line, former linebackers coach Marv just had his picks about who he wanted out there. And I think Dix just got in his doghouse. So, um, hopefully with the new linebackers coach, you know, he can make some headway and get back on the field. A website that I have a lot of respect for um, is projecting that um, Darius Washington is going to be the starting um right guard and if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time you know I projected him at guard I didn't know right or left I mean it really doesn't matter they got this dude bless Harris as the starting right tackle I I like Lloyd Willis at right tackle man I just feel like you need to get something out of him um It, it, the offensive line is going to really dictate how this season goes. The offensive line, those five guys really are the un- on any on any football team, those five guys are really the unsung heroes of a football team because they really control the game. They really control the game in all aspects. If they're dominating, the defense is resting. If they're dominating... The offense is scoring points. Um, If they're dominating, you don't have to, you know, you're scoring points. You're not kicking. You're scoring touchdowns more than likely, and you're not kicking field goals. You're not punting. Okay, so it's, you know, it's it's just a, a fact. A lot of people say the quarterback is the most valuable player on a fly. 
And to a degree, I I agree, but I think more so it's just those five guys on um on the offensive line. So, I mean, hopefully this coaching staff and Alex uh Atkins can, you know, find, you know, I'm not co- find five solid guys, excuse me. Um, I'm not really sold on Robert Scott. So I think both tackle spots need to be up for grabs. But I think the combination of Caden Lyles, Darius Washington, and Dylan Gibbons, you know, that's that's a that's a strong interior group right there. Um This website has Bless Harris as a starter at right tackle. I I don't know anything about Bless Harris to really comment on the dude. So I know he comes from a FCS program, and that's about it. I've never seen one second of any kind of tape on him, so I don't know nothing about him. Um, On defense, you know, all your starters are pretty much the same um, with the exception of Verse. Briggs, uh, Bethune, and um, that's it. Everything else is pretty much the same. Um, you know, just I, I kind of watched some Amari Gaynor highlights today, and um, he is a he's a good tackler. But he's not really great in coverage. He was beat a lot in coverage. Um, I would put him. I would. He would have to put on another twenty-five pounds. They got him at two forty. I would say another twenty, twenty-five pounds, and just make him a defensive end, man. I think his future in the NFL is going to be outside linebacker in the three-four. I think he's going to be tremendous if he can put on some weight. He's a he's a good tackler. He's just not good in coverage. And when you play outside linebacker in, in the NFL, you don't have to be great in coverage. You just have to be good enough. Um, they've got Briggs at defensive end. I don't like him at defensive end, but we'll see. Uh, of course, Deloach and Batoon. Bethune, I've been calling the man Batoon. <laughs> Tatum, Batoon, but it's actually Bethune. Uh, Deloach and Bethune at your linebackers is strong. Okay. And Lundy and Dix backing them two up, that's strong. Um, I don't know about Jarvis Brownlee at corner. I think Coles, I mean... Coles, Knowles, and Cooper should be your starters. Um, your your strong one of your safeties is going to be Jamie Robinson. I would put uh, Akeem Den at free safety. And um, if you're going to play this 4-2-5, I would put Brownlee in the box. I would let him be that uh, 
tweener because he really is a tweener at uh, um to me he's more of a strong safety than cornerback but um the five dbs that this website is projecting is brownlee robinson dent cooper and Knowles. But um they have they have Knowles at nickelback. I will put Knowles as the corner. And I will put the Loach's nickelback. But basically I would no no I mean Brownlee isn't afraid to come up and tackle, so I would let him be that that tweener, that um rover, you know, whatever you wanna call it. The um hybrid, you know, safety slash corner, whatever. Um, I don't think his skill set suits to cover the outside or whatever. Um and then obviously in passing situations you don't want him to get matched up against a an elite slot guy guy. Cause his his skill set is not that great in as far as coverage. Good tackler. Long arms, not really good at in one on one coverage. Um Fitzgerald the kicker needs work. Mastromano, the punter, he's actually pretty good. The return game, we, we know the the trials and tribulations of the return game. Um and I know every week I give like a summary on the team. I but I just you know, I, I like to come at you from from different angles and just, you know, say how I'm feeling about the team from week to week. Um, you know, I like these projections. Um, I don't think Tate Rodemaker is going to be the second string quarterback. I think AJ Duffy is just a matter of time. Um, I think a lot of bad decisions were made at quarterback last season. And uh, hopefully coming into this season, they can get that cleaned up. Um, you know, um, they got this dude, uh, Winston Wright from West Virginia at the other slot. I thought Michael Pickman and Deuce Span. I mean, I, I, I like I said, you you got to give Norvell credit for every loss that he took as far as recruiting in this cycle. He made up for it in the uh, transfer portal. So I, you know, when, when credit is due, I give it. And you got to give this man credit. He, he made it. He made up for it. But it just tells you that you got to go a little bit harder in terms of uh, recruiting. Um, you can't think that you have a guy and you don't. And they tried to get some guys late in the process and it didn't pan out. But, you know, I mean, kudos to the staff for being able to offset some of those high school losses. Um, I think that um, I think we're going to be all right. I, I project seven and five. I think if you can do that, I think, OK. We headed in the right direction. Um, 
you know, just better in-game decisions. Um, if, if a guy is not working out in the game, take him out the game, put another guy in there. I think, you know, certain guys were not making plays and were getting beat and costing his team, and the coaching staff stuck with him. I mean, you got to know when to cut bait and give another guy another chance. With that being said, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support, um, especially on the last episode, the most watched or listened to episode on YouTube. Um, So I definitely appreciate that. Um, Not really doing this to try to be famous or to try to get rich. If it happens, great. I just do it because I love the game. I love football. And I love Florida State, San Francisco, Miami Heat, Atlanta Braves. Those are my teams. And, you know, um, it's just something that I'm passionate about. Um, So I appreciate those who take time out of their schedule, their life to listen. And um, as always... Podcast available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you. Thank you for your support. And as always, go Knowles.